0: This is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru, who me? So I may be uh, repeating myself, but I think it's worthy of the repeat. Uh, I spoke about, I've been speaking about my friend Virginia who passed a couple weeks ago, and I also mentioned that my friends Harold and Maude are, um, they're made up my names, um, Harold and Maude are moving from a large home to a small home, and in the process of that and being um, a sort of a surrogate family member for them, as well as other people in our community, um, we became aware of the fact that they don't have a plan in place. They have a will, they have things, but they don't have a plan in place other than their niece is going to help out, you know, when, when they die, they'll call her niece, their niece. And it's like all of the things that came into play about that pos- that moment became more like we, we all awoken up, <laughs> woken up, we all woke up to the to the fact of the matter is, wait, wait, she's, she lives far away. What do we do in the meantime? How do we plan and prepare for what's necessary in the, the first couple of hours of their passing? And um, one of the things I mentioned, in, I think, in the previous podcast, a couple of podcasts ago, is that... Um, I was saying to, to my friend Marty, and who's also a sort of a surrogate family member, to say, "Hey, here's what's in place. Here's who we need to call." And it's like looking at research on on you know on the plan. Like if again, if you go to consumer, the um, gosh, my brain is anyway. You can Google uh, what to do um, when someone dies. What to do when someone dies? Just Google it, and there'll be a list of, of to dos. Here's what you do here. Who's here you call, you know, getting a certificate of death and those kinds of elements. Now I live on an, on an Island, Orcas Island. So it's like, what are the things we need to do on the Island when a person dies? Now, obviously Virginia had that in place and, um, Maude and Harold need that in place. I need that in place. We all need that in place. And, um, EMTs, fire departments, um, ambulance people, doctors, they all need to know, do you want to be resuscitated? The D.R.D. do not resuscitate, DNRs, uh, all of those kinds of things. And uh, at the EMTs or fire departments, you can get these forms. They're called LIFE forms, capital F-L-I-F-E. Um, and you can fill those out and have them in your freezer or in a sacred place, a secret, you know, place where people can find them if, if in need. That you're inevitably going to be found dead, or if you're at the hospital or whatever, you're going to have a plan in place, and that's so important, uh, especially when for some of us who we live alone. And even though I'm in my sixties and could live thirty some years, I could go tomorrow. And there's aside from you know I've got my will, but somebody's going to walk in the house. They're not going to go know how to find it. So in, in working with Harold and Maude and Virginia and thinking about this, it's, it's so important to, to see how unprepared we are for the inevitability of death, um, especially for those who don't live with family and especially those who don't have partners or, or other uh, support you know, living with us. Uh, so it's an important element of what, what we're, up, we're up to. The other piece I want to mention is that in the research of saying what to do when somebody dies, um, my first response was after, you know, the sheriff comes or the coroner and says, you know, here, the person is dead. Yes, you know, now now the next step would be to call the funeral home and have them take the body. And in the, you know, I mentioned this, it's like $9,000 average for a a funeral. And I mentioned that to my friends and, uh, and they said, no, we, we buried our, our mom, not, we, we, we did a funeral and cremation for our mom. And it was like less than a thousand dollars. You know, we had a cardboard box coffin. Um, we did the ceremony. We had her at the house. We just put her on dry ice and, um, you know, she was fine for three or four days. And then it's probably time to go anyway. And, so I did some research around this and I did I watched a movie, um, I don't know if it's still available. it's called Family Undertaking. and it's about funerals at home. And so I did some research and I ordered some books on uh, home funerals. and I, I'm fascinated by that as a possibility for people um, rather than just the ordinary uh, the ordinary way of how we've learned to handle, uh, death and dying. As we pass it on to somebody else, we pass it on to professionals. And what I've come to to understand, especially in this process with um, Harold and Maude or any of my other friends, they may not want to go to a funeral home. Maybe they want to be have the funeral at the house, or maybe financially it makes sense to do that for them. Those kinds of choices. Um, are available to us. And we don't even, most of us don't know it because we've become so automated in terms of saying, oh, it's the funeral director who makes those decisions. It's the funeral home that does this. And we rent space from them. And in watching this documentary, uh, Family Undertaking, it was like a lot of times by doing that, we don't get the time we need with the individual to fully grieve and to fully com- experience. Here's this body, but the spirit has gone. And we don't get the time with the individual and we lose that precious um, process. We lose that precious um, connection and engagement that's necessary for so many of us to complete our our relationship with the individual who's passed. And I found that really, really um, a positive thought and a positive idea and wanting to encourage other people to look into it for themselves, for the financial element or for the personal relationship and the completion of the process of this ending um, that is inevitable. So that's this is kind of a short podcast uh, in, again, the um, revealing of this process of somebody dies, um, their uh, material goods will be dispersed but their body is dispersed as well. And do we do that in an honoring sacred uh, family orientation where we hold them in the home until the next stage? It might be a couple of hours that you want to keep them at home and, and, and do a funeral. It may be a couple of days. And all of those processes are available to us. All those choices are available to us. That's the thing I want to make sure everyone knows is we have more choices to us Available rather than just having to call um, a funeral home to have them do, all, do everything for us. <laughs> and so, um, and uh, what's what the, other, the other element was that, um, you know, I, I thought that it was necessary to have the funeral home take the body. And that I, I haven't looked into it completely mm-hmm. about what the legal requirements are for carrying a body, you know, to the cre- crematorium. Um, or to the wherever it needs to go. But it's kind of a, just, again, another interesting element that we make assumptions that we need a funeral director to do that. We may want a funeral director to do that. And that's a good thing if that's what you want. But my friend Marjorie's saying, no, I just, I want a Model T truck to pull me out and I'm gonna be in a little cardboard box, you know, stapled together, all my Amazon boxes stapled together. (laughs) That's how I wanna go. And that's awesome, it's beautiful. And the point is, is we can go any way we want to. It's our life and our dying. And the more we become uh, conscious of that and be a choice about that, it's extremely empowering for us and it's extremely empowering for our families uh, to have these conversations. It's like a wedding, you know, how do we want to have this wedding? How do we want to have this funeral? How do we want to have this? And to have that planned for you to plan that to some degree is a, is an honoring of your life and not just your obituary or what they're going to say, but you know, do you want a cardboard box? Do you want uh, a a green, uh, you know, a green ceremony. Do you want, what is it you really want? And be clear about that so that it's written down and people can um, move forward with that uh, as, as a whole, as a family, as a community. Uh, and that's what I look forward to more and more with connecting with people in this, in this conversation of living and dying. All right, that's it for today. I'll talk to you again. If you'd like to contact me, you can write me at rosy at the paradigm shifts.com. You can also find me at my website or on Facebook. All right, big hugs. Bye for now.